0: Hey, 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 everybody. Today I have for you podcast number 35. Today's podcast is titled The Elevator People. Hey, hey, hey everybody. Welcome to this week's edition of your weekly Limitless Life Network podcast. I'm Dr. Pete Lombardi and this is the Limitless Life Network where we flesh out all the limitations that are preventing you from living the life that you deserve and reaching your goals. Actually, you usually say it the other way around. Reaching your goals and living the life that you deserve. (laughs) Anyway, I want to take a moment to thank all of you for Listening in or watching on YouTube, however, you're consuming this podcast material. Uh, <laughs> again, I love hearing comments and feedback. It's been really wonderful to to give that get that feedback um and it, it's just nice to hear people's takeaways too like that's that's the part that. That is meaningful to me, I guess, is to hear what you're getting out of it, you know, because I think a lot of these things that I talk about are very relatable, and that's why I do talk about them because they're everyday things that happen in my own life. So, um, yeah, if you're giving feedback, thank you. Uh, also, if if you're finding the content you know valuable, obviously, I'd love for you to subscribe to the podcast on whatever streaming platform that you're uh, you know con, you know consuming the content. And also leave a comment or leave a review. That would be fantastic as well. Uh, boost us up in the ratings. And uh, lastly, share it with somebody. You know, you know, just forward it on. Just forward it on to a friend or colleague or relative, whoever. Send it to an enemy. I don't know. Hopefully, you don't have any enemies. All right. So um, on with the show. So enough of that. Enough of the um, the preamble. Right. We'll call that the preamble. On with the show. Today I titled this one "The Elevator People." So, um, had to attend a conference this past weekend for continuing education credits because that's one of the things you do as a as a doctor. You have to get some, some CE credits, and um, you know the content was uh, a little dry on on a few of the days that uh, we were in, in class. But somebody did. I always appreciate when people provide some content that involves a little AV action, a little video. And this was a blast from the past. I don't know if you can, uh, if you're listening, if you remember the TV show Candid Camera. And um, Candid Camera goes way back to where they would, uh, you know, observe people's behavior in certain situations with a hidden camera. And then eventually it would be revealed to them what was done. And it was, uh, you know, always good for a good laugh and uh, oftentimes gives you an insight into human behavior. So the elevator people, this was a very popular one, and it's been repeated many times. If you guys want to look it up on YouTube, you can. And uh, basically what happens is that they have a bunch of actors that are plants And normally when you walk onto an elevator, what do you do? You walk through the doors, you turn around, you select your floor, and you face the doors as they close in front of you, okay? And and what they did with these plants is that a bunch of plant actors would walk onto the elevator, select their floor, and then they would turn their back toward the closing doors. So they're facing the opposite way. And then somebody who wasn't a plant would also get on the elevator around the same time. So there would be five or six people on the elevator. One person was the subject under study. And what they found was that person uh, would look around and see the unfamiliar scene of everybody facing in the wrong direction, and uh, they would start to consider their own position um, and the, the elevator would stop, and one of those uh, actors would get off, and another actor would get on, select their floor, and assume the incorrect position as well. And so what you would see over time is that these people would turn to conform with everyone else. And it got so, you know, they showed uh, example after example of everybody that is not an actor, uh, a test subject, that begins to conform to the group. And so much so, they had one gentleman that uh, they showed that got on with the elevator with a hat, and everybody else that was an actor got on the elevator with hats, and all of the actors faced the wrong direction, of which this person conformed to, and then they all took their hats off and put them across their chest, and then the test subject did the same thing. And whatever they did, whether they turned, whether they took their hats off or put their hats on... The test subject did everything that everybody else in the elevator was doing because they wanted to feel part of the group. They wanted to conform. So that's our first lead-in story. And actually, I think I have another one for you as well, too. But uh, that's, uh, I've, I've, I've come up with five takeaways that, uh, that the first one I kind of described already. And that is point number one is our human nature. It's part of our nature to conform. Our part of our nature is to conform to what everybody else is doing, and with that can come some security. It can come uh, familiarity, and maybe it goes back to way back in our ancestry where being a part of the group allowed us certain privileges and allowed us to survive. Whereas if we were not with the group, then we could be outcast, and it was a lot harder to survive on your own if you didn't have a group. So. Part of your human nature is to conform whether it's right or whether it's wrong. And another example of conformity was a line test. And this was a study that was done, I think, back in the 70s or 80s. And what they would do is they would have uh, four or five actors as well as a test subject in a room, and they would all be given the same instructions. We're going to show you a card with four lines on it. There's going to be a line that is a certain length on one side, And then there's going to be three lines, and they're going to be labeled one, two, or three. And they're going to be of different lengths. And you are to select the line that is the same as the test line, same length. And so the first actor would always give the wrong answer. The correct answer was always two. And he would say one. And then the test subject would say, Look at them a little funny, like, Are you kidding me? And they would say two. And they would be correct but they wouldn't be told if they were correct. And then the remaining people would all say one. They would agree with the first person. The next line would come up, and the actor would say three. And the correct answer, again, was two. But now the test subject decided, you know what? I'm going to choose three and see what happens. And they would say three. And everybody else would say three. And as long as that continued the test subject would do exactly what the rest of the group would do. Now, you would say maybe that wouldn't be me. <laughs> I wouldn't do that. I would always follow the directions and choose the same line. Um, maybe now after hearing that, you would. But maybe in other circumstances, you may conform. But that brings us to point number two. And point number two is believe your, what your senses tell you. And I think this is something that um, many of us struggle uh, to do sometimes in certain environments, and that is to believe what our senses are telling us. Oftentimes, you have an instinct, I don't know what you would call it, a sixth sense sometimes, of something that just doesn't feel right. And I know as uh, parents often have this feeling, but they're afraid to go against what maybe tradition is or maybe what um, you know the standard is. Or the expected standard is. Uh, I often consult with with um, with young moms that want to raise their child a certain way, but maybe their mother in law doesn't agree with that way, or maybe their own mother doesn't agree with that way. But they want to make healthcare choices for their child that their parents would not agree with, and therefore they struggle with going with what their gut tells them to do, um, because they want to be part of the group. They want their family to be happy with what their choices are. Or it could go as far as maybe I don't want to do what my pediatrician recommends, instead I'd like to try something that is not in the same light as that, and as a result the pediatrician will oftentimes be offended or maybe stronger on them instead of respecting what the parent wants for their child. And that's again part of this whole idea of conformity. And again, I'm not saying a pediatrician is uh, acting out of uh, malicious intent or bad interest, but this is an example of a a societal norm that is considered the standard of care. Um, So believe in what your senses tell you. In other words, if you have an instinctual feeling about something, it's always best to go with your gut feeling. All right, Uh, point number three is another story I've got to tell you first before we get to it. Okay, so this is another candid camera moment or hidden camera. This wasn't done by candid camera, but I'm going to lay out the example. All right, this was done in the UK, and uh, it, they took a, an actor. And they had this actor lay in a busy area where people are walking by uh, near some steps, and the actor was pretending to be sick or ill, and he was moaning and writhing in pain and asking for help. And guess what happens? Everybody walks by and sees the actor doing his thing. It was very believable, but they chose to ignore him. They chose to pretend that it didn't exist. They chose to pretend that they didn't see it. They chose to pretend that they had a place to be or that they were very busy and they had to get moving on. So this went on for quite some time and no one ever stopped to ask or to check on the man to see how he was doing. So they changed actors, and they went to an actress, and she laid on these steps and laid perfectly still as if she was almost looked dead, like passed out on her back, her arm lays limp, and she just laid there. Now, people walked by, people ignored her, there was a gentleman sitting on a step uh, not, not too far away reading a newspaper pretending it didn't even happen, that she wasn't even there. And then eventually a woman walks by and sees this woman laying there and shows concern on her face, but she also observes everybody around and sees that nobody is stopping, nobody's paying attention to her, and she begins to consider that I should probably move on too. And she's about to walk away when out of nowhere, somebody else walks up to the woman and asks how she's doing and asks if she's okay. Okay. Now, the woman that noticed her but didn't actually do anything decides to walk over and slowly ask her if she's all right to see if there's anything she could do. Now, she starts to conjure up some questions for her. And eventually, a bunch of people stop. Okay. Test subject number three is the the first actor, the male actor. Now, they put him in a suit and tie, and they lay him down in the exact same position the exact same motions, the exact same behavior that he was exhibiting before, sick, writhing in pain. And within moments, people stop out of their way and ask the man if he's okay. Is there anything we can do for you? And when they interviewed the people that stopped, they said, well, if a man in a suit is laying on the ground, there must be something wrong with him because he wouldn't want to lay down and damage his nice suit. So, what does this tell us? This is point number three, and this is the law of diffuse responsibility. And this happens all the time. And we are all, to a degree, very guilty of this. And this is where we just assume someone else will speak up. Someone else will take responsibility. Someone else will get this done. Because after all, who am I? Who am I that... Um I should be the one. Why me? Why should I be the one? Am I even equipped to offer assistance in this situation? Um, just keep walking, just keep going, and we pretend as if we're too busy that we couldn't stop and take time out of our day. Now, is the, does this happen all the time? It depends on the environment. <laughs> it depends on the amount of people in the area, and it depends on, your, on you, on who you are. So my question to you is, if not you, then who? And if there's any bit of encouragement that I can help you to live a a life that is more meaningful, and that is always assume that you have the responsibility. The more responsibility that you uh, assume that you have, uh, I think you have greater opportunities to serve, greater opportunities to um, make a difference in the world. And there's nothing better than feeling like you've made a difference in someone's life. All right, point number four, and has very little to do with both of these stories, but it's something that uh, came out of my mouth today in a conversation with some other doctors. And the point is this, the knife must submit to the stone. What does that mean? That means that you can. we all know that knives need to be honed and sharpened. But the challenge is, is that if you never stop to sharpen a knife— It will always remain dull. It will actually continue to become dull. It will it will also continue to be uh, less effective and not as useful. Now, you can take a knife and you can run it across a stone haphazardly, or chop away at a stone, and all you'll do is damage the knife or dull it further. But with the right stone and at the right angle, if that knife is applied by someone that knows how to sharpen the knife, in other words the knife needs to be be submitted to someone that has the skill to hone the knife to sharpen the knife and that that is a metaphor for us and that is that we ourselves have to at times submit what we can't do on our own and that and that is really hard because we always want to be in charge we always want to be driving the car we always want to be in the lead role in our life, but the reality is, is that it, as soon as we can start to submit, we end up receiving a lot more assistance. And and this has a lot to do with you know my own walk with 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 Christ, and that is, it, it's it was never as meaningful as when I decided to finally submit fully. And and the same thing, whenever you you finally just break down and you submit to something. That's when you can be poured into. That's when someone can teach you. That's when you can, you can, you can learn. And that kind of brings us to to point number five, and that is this old saying that I think it was, um, you know, a martial arts saying is where I've heard it before, and that is the teacher will appear when the student is ready. And that and that really comes back to that whole point of submission, right? Um, I think about my own my own children like there's so many times I've given them lectures and lessons and and tried to teach them through stories and so forth but if they're not open to learning then it it can fall on deaf ears and and after they've gone away to college and and they've had some experiences and some losses and some you know tragedies and and, and you know struggles that's when they come back and, and they're more apt to listen as well as learn. And I did the same thing. I mean, I, I remember my father didn't know much of anything when I was in high school. But boy, after I went away to college and had some struggles and, and uh, had to try to do things on my own and live on my own, I I'd, I'd never realized how smart my father was. Boy, he was a genius, right? So the teacher was always really there, but the student wasn't. The student wasn't ready to learn and that that is a point of submission and that's something that uh you know if if you want to grow in life if you want to take away some limitations in your life um to 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 reach goals to to become a better version of yourself but to live a more meaningful life with greater purpose it really starts with submitting and and letting go of of what you can't do on your own so Five great points. Uh, I hope you uh, took away some notes on that one. And uh, I, I really enjoyed sharing the content. So that's all I have for this week's edition of your weekly Limitless Life Network podcast. Tune in each and every week to what? Stay connected, be inspired, and keep moving toward your best life by stripping away your limitations. We'll see you next week.